0: Hey listeners, before we get started, I wanted to share with you a brand new podcast that you might be interested in. It's the new Braves Dugout Podcast. This podcast is about all things Atlanta Braves baseball. They talk about roster moves, potential trades, game recaps. Now this may all seem cliche for a sports podcast, but they also include a special segment each week where they talk about controversial topics using only stats and logic and no bias. Controversial topics such as which Braves player should or should not be in the Hall of Fame. Why your favorite player may not be as valuable as you think they are. Or how certain players you may not like deserve more love. It's the new Braves Dugout Podcast. You can currently catch this podcast. See what I did there? Catch this podcast on Spotify or on Anchor.fm. It's sure to be a hit.
1: Not this summer. But the third summer after the summer of 2041 comes a 33rd installment of the intergalactic franchise that is just like at least 25 of the others that came before.
0: There's nothing here, sir. Just a meteoroid belt.
1: Straight ahead, Private. Then flank left. I said flank left! A longer time ago, in a galaxy, just further away than the one that's far, far away is the underdog story of an unlikely hero with a sixth sense for traps. I gave you a direct order to flank left, Private Akbar! It's a trap! General, It is a trap! Good job, Private Akbar! Or should I say, Captain Akbar! <laughs> the story of a mutant shrimp and his struggle to rise through the ranks of a rebellion you better stop hanging out with that hoodlum Calrissian and be more like that private Anakin!
0: But it's a trap!
1: I think you might be right. Something is a little off with the senator and his golden child. The story of an orphan turned soldier, turned officer, turned star-crossed lover.
0: Hey, buddy. I know you think you're in love with Sandara, but you're too close and invested in seeing the of truth. I'm telling you, it's a trap! General Akbar! This is Vandara. I'm pregnant. I told you it was a trap!
1: It was a trap! told you, it's a trap! The story of an officer turned lover, turned father, turned rap star.
0: It's a trap! It's a trap! It's a trickity 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 trap!
1: Coming not so soon to a theater near you. To the Above Average Joe Show.
0: Hello, wonderful listeners, and welcome to another episode of season two of the Above Average Joe Show. Today's guest has worked on a lot of stuff, some of his own projects and some other projects that weren't of his own. He's worked on Hunger Games and Dumb and Dumber 2, Taken 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Fast and Furious 7, also known as Furious 7, um, a Deadpool project, Triumphant, a Star Wars fan film, Kratos, A God of War Story. Our guest today is Garrett Dumas. How are you doing, Garrett? Hey,
2: I'm doing great. How's it going?
0: It's going pretty good. I'm excited to talk to you because we've worked on a lot of these projects together, actually.
2: Yeah, man. I was like, Joe Nelson's got a show! <laughs> um, But we're
0: going to specifically focus on probably about six of these. But before we go and focus on those projects, how did you get into the film industry?
2: Um, not like most people. Well, maybe maybe it is like most people. Um. I was originally, um, actually, I was doing mixed martial arts. Uh, Fighting was my life for, I don't know, like three years. Uh, And um, as I was uh, just training and training and becoming better, I got invited to work on Teen Wolf. Um, I went and worked on Teen Wolf. Uh, It was like a club scene. They didn't really like it. It was like, you know, just background. This is before I knew it. it was called background. I just thought it was being a guy on a TV show. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I did it, didn't really like it. And then I went back, I was like, okay, this is not for me. Went back to fighting. um And then I ended up getting a, what was it, Tyler Perry movie called Single Moms Club. And uh I was a uh Chippendale waiter, slash, like, I wasn't really a dancer, but like, I had that whole bow tie with the pants and the shirt off, blah, blah. <laughs> blah. And, uh, it was like the girls were just going crazy, uh, and like uh, the one of the actresses, uh, I don't want to say her name. But she looks at me. And she goes,
0: "You look good." I'm like,
2: "What?" <laughs> you know, I mean, this is kind of unreal. And then like uh, the other actress walks up. I mean, and just drops like it's hot in front of me. <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa!" And like this is me as background. Um, I'm just like, I'm like, you know. For me, as a first time, you're just like, you know, these are just actresses you grew up watching TV. If you've seen the seen the movie, you probably can guess. And I was just like, whoa! But um, you know, it was it was fun. You know, women shoving fake money down my pants as I start <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, I met one of my friends on that set. I think Robert Hamilton was his name. Turns uh, out I, I didn't know. We we weren't we didn't become friends. We were just both uh, serving drinks. But I we didn't become friends until after that. But it was um. But, yeah, it was was fun, but it still wasn't for me. And I think what happened was um, this was when the industry was first coming into Atlanta. So it was just, you know, most of us, you know, we were all doing other things. Most of us weren't film people. It was just Tyler Perry. I think he was all that was here. So um, then um, I ended up, uh, I got invited to work on a show called The Originals. You know, me doing mixed martial arts, I was, like, kind of just working where our housework, you know. Typical grunt work, you know, um, in between, because, you know, I was... Oh, yeah, I did start college for a little bit, but I decided, fighting was was more for me. College wasn't really my thing. Start. I got invited on a show called Originals, and uh, I was invited to stand in um, off and on. It was kind of like uh, I was standing... I was a a, a replacement stand-in for my friend Dante. He's a stunt guy now. So whenever he couldn't be there, I was standing for him. It was the first season. You know, I was, like, shy. Like, and, you know, I, I was told, like, don't talk to the actors, you know, this is me. You know, uh, not knowing anything about the film industry at this point. So they're like, don't talk to the actors, don't look at them, leave, blah, 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 leave them alone, blah, blah. So I never did. But the actors were so nice. So, you know, because I was, uh, you know, it, you know, of course, you know, stand-ins have another type of, you know, relationship. You know, so it's like uh, they were always really, really nice and stuff like that. And uh, that was actually the first time because I, w- I, I wasn't really thinking of being an actor, but you know, I was just standing in, and it was like something that was, you know, cool. And I was still doing fighting. And then, um, yeah, they, one day they just threw me in and, uh, uh, and I, my first time I ever ran lines was on that set because it was me and all the main act, it was me and like, was it, it was, uh, Joseph and Daniel, uh, and, uh, a lot of the other main actors, uh, running lines. I...
0: What is running lines for anyone that might not know what running lines is?
2: Um it's um it's basically you're 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 running the scene. Um you're you're reading the lines of the actor, the the guy I was standing in for the new guy he was late. So they had me st- they had me do his lines with the uh with the cast. And for me at that time I was just like, "Oh, like, you know, I was just like <laughs> I was just like, okay. Um you know, I I mean I could act cuz they had me doing background on the show. You know, so I was I was pretty good. I realized I was pretty good at it, um, um and because uh, they end up giving me like a lot of camera time. I never really thought about that stuff. I just was having fun. You know, I wasn't. Um, I, I find that for me, like when I would, you know, any set, I never try to be on camera. I just try to make everything real. I act, and the camera just comes to me, and that's the and and, and, I, and I guess being a stand-in, that's one of the things that helped. Um, but I never thought about it at that time. I just liked everybody, and I was just. It was a job for me. It was I was making some extra. I didn't have to work in a warehouse, and I could still fight. But no, uh, uh, then I got invited. I, I was working uh, by Ro- Rose Roselock. Uh, it was a CL casting at the time. Uh, it was Jamie, all those guys. They're all together. And I got um, asked to come work on a Fast and Furious 7. Um, I was. Uh, I was, I was, I was, I was beyond excited. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to get to work of Fast and Furious Whoa, <laughs> You know, this is, when you first start out doing background, you're just like, you're, you're, you're excited over everything. So you're like,
1: Whoa, I'm going to get to this.
2: <laughs> you know, I wasn't really, I, and, and I didn't really like, um, I, 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 didn't really know how things would change at that point. I end up, I just showed up. Uh, I was beyond excited, ecstatic every day, uh, I was just a uh, Army guy. I mean, they paid, me, they paid us more. They paid us a really good rate. They paid us like a like, BG rate at that time, which is really, you know, I didn't know what that was back then. But that was really good. Um, and I was just excited. I was getting paid really well, and I was upset with all, like, you know, Vin Diesel and everyone else. I was doing the background stuff. As a military, I was walking back and forth. I was joking, because there's times they, they, were, they would they would not run sound. said so they would say we could talk, so I would, literally was making up stuff. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, one day I'm joking, spinning this thing around, and Paul Walker's behind me. And he just starts laughing, cause I was joking and goofing up i was like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts laughing. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I made Paul Walker laugh. There we go. And um, <laughs> and you know, it's like, yeah, they were staring at me, cause they they uh, I was cause I was doing crosses around them. They thought, I guess they thought I looked like Vin Diesel. They thought we were related or something. <laughs> they, they were joke. Those guys, they joke all the time on set. So I guess they thought I looked like Vin Diesel. Like, to one point, like, because uh, Vin Diesel didn't have a... St- Vin Diesel has a regular stand-in. A guy that stands in him for everything, makes, like, six figures a year or something like that. Cool. But he was he was late one day, and, and they were like, uh, they had me stand-in for Vin Diesel. But I was like, you know, back then, you're, like, you know, getting into... You're, I was... I had never, like, stood in... I mean, I was stood in somewhat, but I, like, was, like, totally, like, what? You know? <laughs>
0: Slightly starstruck.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say starstruck. It was more, like, I, w- I didn't expect this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, you know, not on this level, I didn't expect this. They were running lines, and I was running lines with the other uh, stand-ins uh, around the table, and I, I they just had someone else reading for me, because I didn't have uh, sides, because they didn't give me sides, because, you know, I was just filling in. I was still in my uniform and everything. And then, like, yeah, I mean, it was... It, and then when I called, one day, I guess we are working. Many other people come in. I think uh, Genuine came to set one day. I didn't even know. I didn't know. I didn't recognize. I kind of seen him in years. You know, like, man, like I said, they were all joking. We're, it was just, it was cool. Like 17 hours on set, it didn't feel like anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I think yeah. it was, I mean, it started to feel like that on every set I was working on. It was like that on almost every set I worked on. But it was like, it just flew by and they fed us really well. And then, no, here is a moment that I haven't, I don't tell many people. One day, you know, cause I was full of energy, like every day. I was, whenever they needed a background, I was the first one on set. I was just happy. Like whenever they need, I was there. I was there. I was there. Like you didn't have to like look for me. And then one day I'm sitting around there with um one of the other background. There's not very many of us out there. And and James Wan comes out and he thanks us. And he looks right at me. You know and he says thank you, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, and as, as back then you're like, I didn't know how you know big how big of a deal that kind of was. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and for yeah, well, any of our listeners, James Wan is the director of Fast and Furious 7, in case like, you don't Horror. recognize that name.
2: <laughs> yeah, American Horror Story, Aquaman, he's directed—he's a cool guy. Lots yeah, of great he's always, stuff. Yeah, Very he's talented been, dude. Yeah, he's he's been cool in my book. I was like, no, thank you, dude. Thank you for having us, man. I mean, I was—like I, was, I said, it was just like—I was like a kid. It was like earlier on, and— and, and it was cool. And, you know, I, I was like, man, I really, like I really enjoyed when it was over. I was like, I was kind of sad. Cause it was, you know, it was like, you know, Kurt Russell was there, I think. And I dude I'm like running these scenes to make up all these lines and like, everyone's cracking up. It's, it was fun. And then I, well, yeah, I like, a, I it was, when it was over, I was like, Oh man. Cause we were fitted and all this stuff. This is like the first time I had done, any, done anything like really like that. So I've been doing like little backgrounds here and there at that point, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like on that level. Then like was it two weeks later, a week later, uh, they were looking for military people and I get called back. Nice. And this is this was when um I was uh, I was just like, yeah, I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and um uh, they, they book me and we end up going back and they end up putting me in like this cool like battle armor, full suited up, covered up. They, get, they give me, what was it, an was MP4 with a silencer full assault rifle. I mean, it's like all, I'm all like geared out like a badass, right? I didn't know what was coming on. And then uh, later, then the next thing I know, they're throwing me in a speeding uh, SUV. <laughs> uh, we're speeding around the corner. I'm hopping out. Like, and every time, it's like, I, I realize this, like, each take I do little, because uh, this is, remember, this is when it was just first starting. There weren't like they, they, I guess they weren't as strict on what BG were doing, yeah. a good rate. So I was jumping out of like, it was skidding with stunts, jumping out of the speeding car. I mean, I've done it tons of sets since then, you know. But you'd have to guess which shows. I, I jumped out of the speeding car, run up, run up, and Vin Diesel with an assault rifle to his back, you know. And we all surround him, and like I do this several, and then, you know, as each take, I I jump out sooner and sooner, you know what I mean, pushing, <laughs> and then like I'm like. And you know this at this point, they're treating us like cast. I'm that dude. i one minute i'm I'm helping him next minute. I'm running up on him with full geared on assault rifles running up on Vin Diesel, speeding cars with stunts. And not only that, they not only that, I think I was doing so well. Uh, they cut it out the film. But even when Jason Statham double runs up and the other SUV coming the other way, it's also me jumping up out of that speeding SUV. <laughs> Jason, Jason Statham up the bridge. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. I was having so much fun. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, they paid us well. They fed us, uh, with cats. we had like lobster. It was the best food I think I've had on set. Like at that point, well, at that point, yeah, uh, it was the best I ever treated. Like uh, we Vin Diesel, like uh, we said hi to Vin Diesel. He said hi back. It was cool, man. It was just like uh, it was it was one of those things where it was just like. At that day, I—that's the time, day I came up with. I met Carnell. He was okay. one of the guys, yeah, from the military. And I said, "Hey," uh, he showed me his Black Panther costume. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. You have a Black Panther costume." It's like, dude. It was like, I see. I was like, no, I see you more as Green Lantern. But we should make a—we should make a movie. We should make a fan film. We should make a movie, you know. And and I was and I was trying to like allow. And, and I spent the time that, was tr- trying to figure out who should I be. This yes, this is the set that inspired the first Deadpool and Black Panther film. Because after that, um, I decided. I was like, "Man, this is. I think this is what I want to do with my life. This was awesome, you know." And, yeah, and now after,
0: you've made two Deadpool films. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, yeah. And, and after that point, I, uh, I, I got into the film industry. Um, I, I committed. I, 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 and being a stand-in, blessed with that, being blessed with being a stand-in it was I could. Um, I didn't realize how much you know how big blessing that was. I could list, I could watch and learn especially on the originals at back and forth when i was there or even on fast seven they like fast seven they call me back again i mean after that they call me back again as a stand-in uh and it's got to see jaimon a uh, brilliant actor i had loved him from blood diamond because you know i worked at blockbuster before all this <laughs> <Years. Literally, laughs> you I knew five. these
0: movies <laughs> yeah i
2: worked at blockbuster for like i don't know five years six years when i got the military i mean i loved it um I was like a five-star CSR. I was one of the top salesmen in the freaking southeast. I did a lot. I traveled stores. Yeah, I had calls from people in New York. Like, how do you do what you do? I was like, <laughs> but uh, no. I mean, uh, I got to work on work with Jaima, and here's a funny thing. I can say it now because apparently Han is back. Um, on the set of Fast Seven, on the last on the last time I worked on there, there was a badge with Han's face on it. I was like, wait a minute, he died. <laughs> it was like on the floor I was like it, you know it was on purpose it was like a bag it's like who makes a freaking bag and throws it on the ground and just it you know <laughs> I kept my mouth shut because so I was like I thought he was going to be in Fast 7 I thought he was going to pop up but he didn't he think he popped up afterwards but like uh, he, now he's in a new one apparently so but now I saw a bag with Han's face on it from like all those years ago when I was like uh, the last time when I was standing there for Jimon I mean not, I was standing there for Jimon I was standing there for somebody else but I was just there and I got to see Jimon he was cracking me up it was that helicopter scene or Toretto's coming in the car and he's shooting at him with the minigun. He's like, Toretto! <laughs> Toretto! Oh! Yeah, it was great. It was great. But, uh, no, but not, I mean, yeah, but after, like I said, after, I think Fast and Furious 7, I, that was that, Uh, that that thing it was like, I want to do this with my life. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is, I wasn't sure it was my calling, but I knew it was just what I wanted to do. You're mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Where do you come up with your ideas then for like the script for like Deadpool and for your star Wars fan film and Kratos and triumphant? Where do you, where do you okay. get those ideas from?
2: Star Wars? Uh, I mean, uh, Deadpool, Black Panther film. Um, I said, literally I saw Carnell's costume. I was like, Oh, we have a black Panther suit. And then I took me like a week of sitting at home and I was like, what hero could I be? Um, and then I was like, oh, Deadpool. Because, like, you know, when I'm more comfortable, you know, you know, when I'm being goofy, I'm I'm probably closer to his personality. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I do. So when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm comfortable, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, if I'm not comfortable, I can be really quiet. If I'm comfortable around you, I, I, can, I, I can talk a lot. Um, but it's, um, yeah, when I was, um, I was like, who can I be? It took me like a week. And I was like, hey, you know, I can be Deadpool. There's no Deadpool films. No one's done a Deadpool film. It won't, it, you know, the, the, I think they were, they were always in talks, but it won't get approved. Uh, yeah, was this like, was
0: before hey, Ryan Reynolds,
2: yeah, um,
0: yeah. in his solo film, but was this after the really bad version of him in X-Men?
2: Yeah, this is after the really bad version. Was like, <laughs> he's never been done right.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was like, he's never been done right. Um, and, and I was like, I can do Deadpool. And then I called, told Carnell, I was like, dude, I'm gonna do Deadpool. Um, and, uh, and so I, uh, I came up with the script. It just, I, I came up off the top of my head. I, um, uh, uh, that one, yeah, it just, I came up off the top of my head. I was like, okay, what can I do? We can do a rescue mission. Um, we do? We put some missionaries in Africa. Then we can t- flip, pick a villain. Okay. Uh, we'll go with, I looked up, you know, just some big research on Black Panther villains. let like, school with M'Baku. And then, and then I was just like, um, and then I was like, okay, um, who want to cast? Um, this is when I was doing background, like heavily, heavily. So I use all of my friends that I I, I met doing background. This is this is was pure, and no one knows who you are, and it's just we want to be in a movie, you know. We yeah. want to be actors. Um, this was like so I would just pick people who I my my, my genuine friends who when I was being background, and then we uh, needed more, and I had my friend Lewis. I think it was Lewis at the time. Yeah, Lewis was who ended up becoming. Uh, he was. PA at the time. I think he was coming 80 later on, and we ended up finding more background, getting more people who wanted to be in the movie. You know, we we're just like, yeah, we're just making a movie, um, and who wants to be in it? Um, and um, as as we were going through all this process, someone told me it's just randomly, dude. I was on on set. Um, someone told me about new media and how easy it is. If you you know if you go through the if you go through the process, this is the problem is people didn't want to go through the process. Yeah. And and then I was like, well, maybe I can do that too. So I looked up SAG New Media, um, in the middle of process, and you know all these people you know they're they're just working because they love it, you know, um, and the and the, these these are my friends, so so much better, um, we uh. We, uh, I went through the process and they all just went, I told them, okay, uh, when they approved, I, t- I told them, um, I didn't want to tell them until it was like set in stone. I was like, they're pulling Black Panther back and Red and Black will be a sagging media film. And I think it, at that time it was one of the earliest uh, shot in Georgia anyway. And and I- then, how, how
0: does that help? the people that were working
2: on it with you, what
0: does that mean for them for it being a SAG project?
2: Well, first, it's like deferred, you know, if we get some money, if, of course it's a fan film, so we're, unless Marvel was like, here's some money, we're going to buy your film. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, everyone working on that film became SAG eligible. Um, so instead of scrounging around for years and years and years and years and years, doing who knows what to get a SAG card, uh, they all did something because they love it. They love film. They wanted to act. They wanted to be actors or actresses. And they all got their sack art. Um, and, it, it, and the film blew up more than I thought it would. Um, it blew up so big we were doing conventions. Uh, people were like, Garrett, my friends are tell me, we're preparing you. You know, people do these conventions and they don't really have anyone in the crowd or anyone in the audience. Uh, so just don't be upset when you finally go. We would go to <laughs> conventions and have a packed audience packed rooms that'd be like a
0: thousand people i think at the one that we were at
2: yeah yeah i only got to go
0: to one of them and that was like the smallest i think of the ones that you went to
2: (laughs) yeah they're always they're packed fully packed or at least you know yeah at least like a thousand people and i didn't know this was this was throwing doing uh something you love with with your friends um you know you know and it, to have it blow up to that extent, it's crazy. I got to tour. I got to do what you know people who've been working on these huge shows, huge productions. I got to do this as a guy who just wrote produced it because I spent I bought all the props. I bought all the costumes except for Black Panther. Um I mean everything for uh, I mean choreographed the fights. I didn't have an assistant coordinator who helped I had a stunt coordinator actually, this is my first stunt coordinator. He coordinated everything. Uh, Preston. Uh, Preston Baker. Um, I mean, we, uh, this was his first go around. First thing he comes and tells me, he's like, Garrett, Garrett, you know what your film needs? Like, I met him on set. as background. on <laughs> take in three, I think it was. Uh, he's like, you need me to set myself on fire. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I, I, Okay. <laughs> Because I did everything. I mean, we I location scouted. Uh, I, I found the Atlanta prison farm. You know, gosh, it's nice. the story's there, but the cops are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Skip over those stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we found the Yellow River Park, which is by my house. We shot the, the prison scene in my basement. It, it's so, like, cool. It's like when people are doing something strictly for the love, it's such a beautiful entire process i love everyone on that crew and people and i still do i still hug everyone i run into from that set. you know it's 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 uh it's one of those things man you can't you can't recreate that at that time but no yeah when we, when we did that like i said we, we 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 went around i was going to all these conventions and and like you know it was one of those things where i was like oh deadpool deadpool and i and i, I never thought uh the reaction, you know, because I always kept the mask on because I didn't want to ruin the character, you know, being Deadpool, like the whole time at the con, but then people were like, begging me, please take off the mask. <laughs> and I would take it off the mask and they would roar, roar. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it was the even bigger thing I, I realized it never hit me it was like, some kids, it's just, it, it didn't matter the, the race, they all just nuts. But when kids would see that I, the when kids would see that, the, oh, he looks like me, you know? Yeah. I'm like I'm a black man so they would see me and they would like they would go nuts They're like he looks like me their eyes would get wide like plates you know what I mean
0: Yeah. and yeah. like
2: these kids would just have, suddenly have all these questions about film, film industry I'm like how can I do that how can I do this, can I be in your film what can I do and it's just like and it's something you know you experience over and over again it's where it's just like it never gets, it never, it never gets, you never get jaded. You never get jaded from anyone. You never get jaded from across the border. Cause and then, you know, that's the way uh, people say like convention crowd. It's the most, you know, probably the most progressive crowd you'd ever be. Around. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's it's so much love at each event. It's, it's amazing. Man. I mean, that alone, I mean, the, the fans, I mean, wasn't something I expected but it was something that was, you know, very much thankful for. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, very appreciative of the fans. Always, always appreciative yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean,
2: they, they, they spread it around, man. I mean, it's almost a, a half-an-hour film, but, you know, it you would think more people have seen it. It's almost like a million views from what like that's on. But, like, I, locally, man, it's, like, insane. It's like, they you know you're their Deadpool, even without the mask. Like, I went back, and they knew who I was. Yep. Yeah.
0: People would walk up to you on the street and be like, hey, you're Deadpool, aren't you?
2: They're <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, then,
0: and then after Deadpool, you worked on a project called Triumphant. Yeah. Um, How did that start out, and what was that like working on that project?
2: Well, I ended up meeting a minister, uh, Tony, and he, it was his dream to bring a uh, faith-based superhero in Atlanta. And I was just like, I was like, okay, well, we were talking and met, and then um, I had to, I wrote a screenplay, I had to adjust it, and then I was like, okay, we have to flush this out because you know, right now it's just in and beats up the main guy. I was like, okay, I can take this opportunity to sculpt out some other characters. So I came up with all these other characters, drawing them up, drawing their costumes. I was like, okay, I'm blah 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 blah, and I was like, and then I was like, I can use my friends here and here and here because the minister he really wanted to bring these faith-based superhero to life you know that was cool um this was our first i think heavy vfx film which was a lot of lessons teaching but yeah it, it was um ended up in up being uh quite a beautiful film and right now that film is actually uh we're being i think we're pushing it right now so it, it might be turning into something bigger uh joe nelson worked on triumphant
0: Wow, Uh he's awesome from what I hear.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a makeup artist. Uh, (laughs) Triumphant was pretty cool because it was seeing people I've worked with previously in different roles. And I realized as a writer, you enjoy, uh, that made me realize as a writer, you enjoy writing different roles for actors, especially your friends. Yeah, when you have that chance
0: to write for somebody specific and you know what they're like and you know you can bring out the best of them in a role is amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that that happened in the... The second Deadpool, I don't want to put him out there. I'll just say Mike. He he was freezing up shooting the second Deadpool movie. And you know, we've I'd known him. We'd we'd been friends for a while. I'd known him for a while. And he'd never I guess he'd never seen me in director and uh he he but he was in front of all the cameras and leading. He was freezing, he was stuttering, and I was just like, Hey, hey, this is your role. You have it. You don't have to audition. It's yours. You know, just slow down your speech. And that's one of those things where you see an actor truly, like, he killed it. I mean, there was a lot of actors like that. I mean, Greg. Oh, yeah. I mean, Greg has... Greg's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love working with Greg because it's like being able to see different sides, write him differently in both movies. In the first movie, he did Greg. And in the second movie, great. And it's just like, even my friend Michael Alford, I mean, every movie you get to see from first Deadpool film, to the Banana Lord in the second one, to Triumphant, getting to write them in and seeing them as someone different, seeing them grow, you know, it's it's so much fun. It's like anyone, anyone It's like, even now to this day, you realize you want to see these people just succeed. Anyone I work with, I want them to succeed and I don't want them to feel like they ever owe me anything and i make sure they you know that way you know what i mean yeah you you, you never you never want to see someone to think that to feel like oh no you don't owe me anything like i mean you'll never hear me talk about anyone you know, except on this podcast i think but i'll never put people by name ever <laughs> when i'm anywhere like ever i never say anything if i know somebody you'll 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 just find out like it happens sometimes i'll be on sets and i be like wait why is he hugging him like or because like you'll see friends they'll be like day players or whatever. And they'll be looking at me like, oh, well, he was one of my films, blah blah. I don't say that, but then they put two and two together. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, yeah, man, it, it's 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 one of those things. Is like, it's I have a film now I'm like working on. Like, nah, I I still can't wait to see like each of these different actors put into these roles and looks. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm like rambling. It's <laughs> <That's>
0: okay. <laughs> um, another project that you had worked on was a uh, Star Wars: Birth of a Sith. Which yeah. has also done really, really
2: well. Yeah, that was that was honestly me being a Star Wars nerd. I was I was on the internet, you know, looking at all the Darth Jar Jar stuff. And of course, I'm a Star Wars nerd. It's like, I mean, I, I mean, I already looked this stuff up for like years. Like, yeah, so I like Jar Jar being yeah, he could he could be a Sith. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and
0: there are like, articles on that, and they're very convincing too.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> And, like, and you can tell Disney, like, has kind of molded. Like, if you watch The Clone Wars, they've kind of molded his reactions. They've kind of fed on it. They've kind of fed it. I mean, well, it was before Disney, but they fed. With The Clone Wars series, you can tell they fed into the Sith. Because if you look at his face and his reactions at certain point, you're like, holy shit, that, that doesn't seem like normal Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, I was just like... And there was never a fan film. So I looked online for... I, I, one day I was like, okay, dude, is there a Jar 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 fan? So I, like, looked online everywhere. And I even... Uh, and I and I was looked at George Lucas interviews when he says Jar Jar's the key to all of this. If we never had a character like this. And I was like, Whoa,
0: wait, what?
2: You know <laughs> So like yeah, I was looking and I could never find a Jar Jar being stand film. I couldn't find one anywhere. So I was like, you know what? Why don't we make one? This is in between prepping for God of War. God of War was a lot cost a lot of money, so I was like, you know what I mean, I work background and do Uber. That's how I pay for my movies. People were like, No, i not I'm not at money bags, I just work my ass off. Yeah. But uh, I was uh, saving up for God of War, but I was also paying for... Uh, Star Wars wouldn't cost me very much. I literally posted on my Facebook. Uh, I was like, hey, who wants to be in a Star Wars film?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everybody responds, yes!
2: <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> so I had... To, I I said I had to choreograph, and I realized choreographing the fights, just having guys do as it came to my head, it, it, it comes up... It, it, we went there in person. Just a slide hit. I I worked with Michael doing another uh the co-director Michael D on another movie called uh award-winning film called Hunter, and we choreographed the, the fight on the day. And I in my mind I I realized if I worked on the fight, well we didn't work on choreograph that fight on the day because that was a, a film festival uh thing where you have to shoot it in like a weekend or whatever. But Fall Wars I I realized if I. The fights on the day, and I let some thoughts just flow, let the universe flow through my mind and just go. And like, you do this, you do this, you do this. The fights just come out, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, I don't know, if you've, you've seen it, right? Yes, like when Jar Jar's fighting and all that, that was just me letting it flow. And when you let it just flow through you and just boom, 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 like boom the
1: boom, boom. force, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it, the fights just are. They they come the one ver- when you're doing one versus an army anyway they come off magnificent anyway yeah I I asked my friends to all come in and they all came in and just uh who wanted we had people drop in and out uh, I had people donate lightsabers and stuff I started to buy some stuff of course people were like uh, I had um uh, this is when I brought this is my first time actually working hand in four 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 I was like hey if you guys can bring food we got cameras because uh, Michael and his friend had a camera. He was part four, four, four. I was like, uh, if you cover props, cover food, that'd be good. And Jasper covered lunch, so we had catering for the day. We had cameras. We used. We ended up shooting with the Sony's. Uh, Michael and Andy. But yeah, dude, it was. This was. This film was written, choreographed the fights, and we shot it within. A, we did everything within a month. We did it so fast, sad, couldn't get the paperwork done fast.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Did you have anybody that accidentally showed up with like phasers and tricorders? No, no, no. These people knew the difference.
2: <laughs> no, I, I was very clear. You know, I have a, a little chat group on Facebook, so everyone's kept up to date and everything. You know, lightsabers. I had bought lightsabers. I bought lightsabers we can cut and stuff like that. I bought um, Jedi Rose for those who couldn't have them, and I told them, hey, what you have, we're not spending a lot. It's a fan film. So in order for me to save money, because I was still saying For God of War, I was like, if you can, if you can produce, like, such and such look, we'll be fine. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, if, if I work with you at one point, I want to get you back, have you on something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, we ended up, uh, I ended up just taking the helms, and, you know, I, I you, you'll you you'll be surprised what you can do when you're given no other option. You can do anything if if if, if you're not giving any other option. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, we, I found this, we went location scouting, Disney told me about Arabian Mountain or something like that, and we went out there, look, it was perfect. And we shot it, you know, we, uh, I, I recorded it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video. I I recorded it. I posted the video in the the group. I I think I might have posted it on Facebook too. Uh, on my regular Facebook about me and scouting. Yeah, I think
0: that's where I saw it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And then like, yeah, we shot that within like, um, we shot that in a day. That was a, all on natural light. And it was, uh, I like to say it was, it was great. I mean, Ever as you took the little pieces, we lost people on the way. When I first initially was a main stunt coordinator, the more you have to do it, the more it just becomes easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. First, I, I didn't want to be stunt coordinator. Even the second Deadpool, I didn't want to be the stunt coordinator. But my stunt coordinator was walk, working on a, another show, like a huge show, so he couldn't be there. So uh, who else knew all the stunts? Me. So I had to. That's why I ended up stunt coordinating and directing. And you uh, do what you gotta do. <laughs> you do. You do. Star Wars Birth of the Sith is now a multi-award-winning fan film. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, congratulations to everyone on that. They, they were all shocked. You know, I, I love Shannon. She asked me, could she be a Jedi? She's so sweet. He, uh, you know her, Shannon. She asked me to be a Jedi. And I was like, I had to write her in her. <laughs> I, she she, I, she, she knows, she knows now. I literally wrote that role in there strictly for Shannon. Aww. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But... Yeah, she did. You know, she told me she's like she uh, you know, she never thought she'd be a Jedi, and that was like I was so I got so emotional. I was like, oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was it was just so cool. Um, when, when you get those people and like uh, it's even like you know, Irene seeing her in a different role after triumphant was so cool. Cause I thought I want to work with her next. Cause, you know she, she's beautiful, dude. And like I was surprised like she wasn't like didn't you know at that point she didn't have an agent. She does it now it's a multi-war winning film uh i've been I've been touring cons going to conventions at darth jar jar uh he <laughs> just jumped up to five thousand followers and it's all, i mean it has fourteen thousand views on on like on my on alternate reality channel uh that's when i started my own channel but like i've never had like a film like get so much a uh, acclaim you know what i mean yeah yeah um, um <laughs> you Brooke, still got more coming <laughs> yeah all right and it broke was the ad on that one but yeah it was just like yeah the people love it man the the fans love it uh and i think that's the the thing is when you do something that was literally just done because i love star wars you know i even put i i didn't want george lucas or anyone to think or or i was trying to just do something around I, I put a disclaimer i put thank you to george lucas because it really is thank you without george lucas there'd be no yeah. star wars examples. we use john williams original scores uh we because we try to make up a music music but it just it just we couldn't find something in it it was just like well, John Williams, he's one of the most brilliant composers in film history. I mean, in the history, period. Yeah. So, we used his original music. And I, you know, the, the, the first trial was the first week up, making sure, you're like, because, you know, you've heard, like, you know, Disney taking down people's Star Wars stuff. Um, but, yeah, they, as soon as we put it up, because, um, of course, I didn't put it, no monetization, so I couldn't make any money on it. But guess who did? Uh, Disney and Sony added their. They they tagged it up. They, they they put their they gave their credits, their proper musical credits and stuff. If you look at it, you'll see legitimate like the corporate stuff on the bottom of all the stuff. Wow. And they, they left it. That's awesome. They left it. They let us keep it up. And yeah, I mean it's it's one of those films where it's just like it's like it's not that people don't know about it. It's just everyone who sees it, they love it. And we we event, every once in a while we get one of those really 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 nitpicky Star Wars fans. <laughs> you used Husa when you should have used you use me when you should used you I'm like oh come on dude. I was like seriously I'm like come on.
0: He's like, never worn blue shoes before.
2: All right. <laughs> I, mean, I was like why is he wearing a tie? Cause we thought it looked good. All right. <laughs> but um but yeah I mean like everyone who sees it loves it and it and it's really really good feeling. Like I got to go to the Jekyll Island Comic Con and start Jar Jar uh you know getting you know ovations from people after they watch the film i gotta post it i got like whole videos from conventions i haven't posted yet from uh the viewing the viewings and stuff like that uh i mean thank you to lily uh we got a we got a screening they played it all day at momocon nice. i love it yeah yeah people i it, it was cool like you'd hang out by because you hang out by the theaters and hear people talking about it and they like oh my god you see that you know, I think someone noticed me, and I was like, "Oh no!" Because <laughs> <laughs> they because played it like all weekend, like the the weekend we re- the week the year we released it, they played it like the, after we played, they played like all day. I think it may, she said it may have been all weekend, but I know it was all day. Cause every time we walked by in between like the animes, it was Star Wars birthday set. <laughs> and, and like people were just like they were just like talking like, "Oh yeah," it was like and it was it's just so cool. Um, you know, Star Wars fans appreciate it. It's like it, that's enough. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Uh, and, and, and I don't know. It was cool.
0: <laughs> and then before we wrap things up, let's talk about Kratos for a little bit. Um, okay. Kratos, God of War Story is another project that you worked on, which you had to undergo a physical transformation. Talk a little bit about what you had to do to get into the role that you played on that. And also tell the people, the listeners, um, exactly like what the story is about and everything, too. Well,
2: Kratos, the God of War story was uh, an idea. Uh, it's one of those ideas where when I came up with it, I never thought it would come to life. It was kind of like a wish. There you go. Dude, I want Kratos. That'd be cool. And, you know, that was like when I first got in this industry, like five or six years ago. I didn't know how to do what? Anything. And I was like, dude, yeah, that'd be cool to be Kratos from God of War. Because, you know, it's, it's a game and came out like in the 90s I grew up playing it. Kratos was a guy who, he was a herald of Ares. He he was a soldier for Ares. He was a Spartan. He would go out and and wipe out other armies in in the name of Ares. Ares, being an asshole that he is uh, put Kratos in a blind rage one day and had Kratos slaughter his wife and daughter. Uh, And in punishment for doing that, Kratos was covered in the ashes of his wife and daughter. Uh, for eternity, pretty much is the, is just the in this. He finds out that it was all because of Ares this is why, you know, he he killed his own wife and daughter. He sets on a rampage through all of the Greek mythos to take out Ares. Athena, who I come to find out, you know, she comes across as a goddess of wisdom, but she was also a goddess of war as well, which is kind of interesting because it makes him makes more deeper to the story that uh, she she helped she aids him in the killing Ares. And the tracking him down and and are taking him out. Only for uh, Kratos to realize that Zeus and all of them, they could not... Because he, he, he said for killing Ares, he, he wanted them to wipe the memories of his his wife and daughter from his mind. They Zeus and the other Greeks, they told him they couldn't do it. But instead, they asked him to be the next god of war. And after killing Ares, uh, he becomes the god of war. I mean, the story is pretty interesting. I mean, he goes throughout the whole Greek mythos until they turn on him and he pretty much wipes out the entire Greek, all the Greek gods down to Zeus to the point to where after that, he gives up on everything and he kills himself. He runs a that, he runs a sword through himself. The sword that kills Zeus, he runs that same sword through himself. But someone, does, someone tells Kratos that it's not your time. You have to look up the creator. You have to figure out the rest of the story. But Kratos gets another shot at life. Because, uh, and he gets another life, he gets a family, and that's where it is now. But ours is based on uh, Kratos uh, before he uh, on his path to destroying Ares for betrayal. I didn't have any skills of, of how to build this or put this type of thing together. But, you know, maybe I was thinking it was three years into the industry, I, I started working on the script in between everything. I think I I first started writing it. Maybe it was was on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I was standing in on Sleepy Hollow. And that's when I first started writing the script. Um, And I was just like, and I was like, you know, come up with an idea. And then a year after that, you know, I started, uh, you know, collecting cast and crew. But I, you know, I realized how much money it would cost. So people, I I had a stunt team, full stunt team came on, and almost all of them left for the most part because, you know, it cost me a lot to build up um, and train myself. So I started training and dieting on my on my diet and the best way I could. I had a trainer. Uh, I, I mean, I was working out six days a week pretty much. And then I started meeting with me and uh, Preston Baker. I opened up Action Dojo. I, I went there and I used everything I learned from the Star Wars film in order to choreograph the fights for God of War. And the God of War fights ended up being, you know, like I said, they're magnificent. They're they're beautiful. As I was collecting the props, I ended up meeting, a, uh, starting collecting a new stunt team. Um, and I was just asking people. I was getting, uh, fortunately, fortunately, I was able to get some sack people and getting um, people who were training for stunts. And it was it was great. I had a solid stunt team. It was like a family. These guys were all dedicated. Uh, you, you got Ray Bond. He's doing brilliant now. Of course, uh, uh, Ramon came back. Uh, Cause he was refused from Star Wars, and he was in the second Deadpool film. So, like when we were, uh, oh yeah, Michael, my roommate. Uh, he was cool, Michael Jones. He's cool. He, he's a brilliant job. As, as, it's something as a director. It's it's beautiful when you could have an actor and you care so much for them already. And most people, these people, man, when you could see them live up to their potential, push what they don't think they could do. If you talk to them. And they do it and they can do it and and, and they're they, they're willing to put them to work and, you know and, and when you see that become that reality it's like any actors, actresses, any anyone, any people when you see that and you, it's 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 one of those things where you're just like, you know what I mean?
0: yeah it, it, you can give them the confidence and then it's like you're a proud papa.
2: yeah he doesn't do it. <laughs>
0: yeah you know, you know, all my little brothers my the <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, they're all my brothers and sisters, man. they're all my family. You know, you know I am a faith man, my brother, sister and guy, we you know joshua jesus he's he's our biggest brother of all. He's, we're all connected. um but it's um it's it's when you see like you love seeing these people and they can do it, you know, and they, they just realize they can't. but so we shot. it was a beautiful location. I wasn't sure we're shooting outside, but I was like, okay, let's do it. Came to the day of shooting. I mean, it was just like a, it was a trek. But fortunately, uh, the atrium had power, so we were in power. And, you know, fortunately, on the day of, thankfully, uh, they covered the catering. And the guys, uh, they helped, you know, brought the cameras, thankfully. You know, I I paid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, of course, I, you know, anything that had to be paid, like expenses, the crew, anything, it was all for me, all out of my pocket, but it's one of those things where you're just like, it's not about the money, you know? It's like, you don't, it's, as long as I can bring this to life, it's like, thank you for bringing me the pieces. of this. Yeah. You know? Thank you for bringing me the, I'm thankful for everything that comes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've trained hard for a year, over a year, busted my ass still while buying props and doing the choreography and, and, uh, directing and stunt coordinating on the day hyping my guys up, you know, we even said a prayer on that set, I loved it, every every, after every day uh, that's awesome, oh yeah man it's, I, I'm one of those true believers that you can't hide your faith it's, it, it's part of you and if you have to hide your faith to fit in, you don't yeah um, yeah, I mean it was and, and, and like after shooting it oh, we were so grateful, the makeup was great, I mean the sun came out at the right time you know, I even met some background. I, one guy who wanted to be a PA, I told him, hey, you can be PA on God of War, And he actually showed up, which
0: is Usually,
2: when you tell somebody you want to be a PA, I was like, hey, well, you want to come out? We can use extra hand on God You'd be a PA. He came out and he PA. And this, this is, this is one of the things where it was a five year, six year journey. But it took those five or six years for me to learn, you know, everything I needed to know before we got to that point. You know, learning choreography, prof- learning, it took getting the Star Wars before I could even properly do the God of War choreography, you know? Yeah. I'm confident in uh, using weapons. I mean, I already knew how to use weapons, but it was just like choreographing properly. Because then I, I learned how to do stage combat and stuff like that properly, instead of just, you know, legit fighting. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was choreography, putting together the team, having a brilliant DP. Michael is a brilliant DP. I mean, brilliant. For action, uh, And there's none better. When you put everything, cinematographer DP, you know, it's it's uh, when you put everything together for that film, it took yeah, uh, it took five or six years in order to get that. Honestly, the the day I saw it, because uh, Michael did the editing, the day I saw the first edit, I was on set, you know, I was working on the passage at that time. He sent it to me on my phone, and it had never happened before, but it was the first time I had literally, I was overcoming emotions. I was literally in tears. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the middle of set. I was, people didn't, I had to walk away. People didn't know. Some people, some people still saw me. They had no idea. I, I'm sure they thought it was over something trivial, but. Which,
0: uh, <laughs> is your dad. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, my, my dad is great. He is. Uh, you, you know me. I only got one, my heavenly father. That's it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I was, I was, I was literally in tears. I, I showed because some of them, were, or, fortunately, it was blessing enough, some of those guys were on set. The PA was on set. I think Ramon was on set. Uh, Wait, oh yeah, Wade. He was on set. He was one of the other guys too. He Wade was on set. They were able to see it, and I thanked those guys. I hugged them. I, I mean, <laughs> I was like, we did it. I mean, God of War, honestly, like choreography and everything and. It is one of the most, you know, beautiful, 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 beautiful films I have ever done. Um, it's still in the process of uh, VFX, because uh, our VFX guy had stuff going on. And with without our, our, our regular VFX guy, it's a really expensive film. So we're trying to get help. <laughs> 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 but uh, even without the VFX right now, I mean, being finished, it is probably the most beautiful action of films you will ever see. Wow. wow. Um, it, it I mean, it's it's the most beautiful film I've done, action wise. Um I mean it's it it's it's just everything comes together perfectly. Um I mean those guys, those, those stunt guys, they did phenomenal. I mean they did phenomenal. I mean these guys are already doing great. Like you can see I see their careers when you see people like that that are that much talented, you know, regardless whether you came along or not, I'm just being a small part of their story is a blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah. See those guys, they're blowing up now. They're all over the place now. I mean, but it's just um, it's the film itself is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, we may get it picked up. I have we recently had uh, an investor look at it. I don't want to talk too much about that, but you know, it's it's uh, we we're trying to open a door, man. I mean, the goal is maybe we can get a feature film. We can make it into a feature. You know, maybe I'll get recast. I'm okay with that. I already know who I want to play him. So, <laughs> <laughs> your buddy <Yeah>. Vin Diesel. <laughs> All right, we ask Vin, Vin or Ben or Jason. Uh, Jason's really it was really nice. I got to work with Jason on Red Road. He was a really cool dude. I was kind of like his unspoken like brother on that show. If you look, whenever you see his mom's house, like I'm I, I'm in the, I live in that house with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of cool uh yeah, jason was a cool dude um but uh dude, yeah it's um but yeah man i mean god of war yeah it's it's a lot it was a five year six year journey i got dude I, I kid i kid you not the year i was finally working on it i got to stand in for tc carson tc carson is the original voice of kratos oh wow i wanted to i wanted to pick That's... his brain so bad i they like, <laughs> cool Play it cool, it <laughs> like, like, I was like, play it cool, play it cool. I'm going to stand in. Don't freak him out. <laughs> Tell me about Kratos. No, I didn't do it. But uh, no, it was. I got to stand in for TC Carson. I was like, dude, this is like manifest destiny right here. I was like, I got it's a sign. This
0: yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was yeah. gonna say we've been recording for over an hour now. Oh jeez, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all it's all good. It's been fun. Um, so I just want to thank you real quick. Let's go ahead and get things wrapped up. Okay. And do you have any social medias or links or anything that you want to share with our listeners uh, that we'll also share on all of our social media too?
2: You can look me up on Instagram as Garrett Shadow, it's Garrett HD on Twitter, and and my and my actress page is Garrett H Dumas. I mean, feel free like our you know alternate reality YouTube page. I mean, I mean, if you want to watch the films, I mean that's that's the coolest thing. You make films so people can watch them, enjoy them, and forget about whatever's going on in the world and that's why entertainment you know that's stanley's biggest guy when he was, when he said uh you know he didn't he didn't think being a comic artist was important enough you know but then you know he realized you know that he he does i mean it, it is it's what it's it's what people turn to in those times and needs or when they need to forget or when when they when they need they need to recharge it's you know
0: it's an escape
2: it's an escape it's or it's just a safe place. It's not an escape, you know. He did it with X Men. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a look at realities, into so people could understand it, you know. You, you know, it was came out that uh, Malcolm, that uh, Professor X was was uh, Martin Luther King, and and Magneto was actually Malcolm X. They're all they're based off real people. Yeah. And if you replace mutant with minority, you know, if mutants were treated like black people were treated like back then. And he wrote that he's like, you know, we, God made us all to be equal to because of the color and people said you know because you're a different color you should be treated you know a certain way and but he did it in a way to where you know you could see you could see through the, even being a bigot you could see the you, you you at first you don't know you just see oh it's a comic book you know yeah. but you said why are they treating the men so bad they're just, they're just people they have powers then you're like why am I treating black people that way Yeah. once
0: they're, you see the parallels it opens up Yeah. a whole rate. new world and perspective of yeah. those
2: comics their brain, their brain awakens, you know, and, and, you know, that's that's why I love Marvel. <laughs> Marvel kids since I was a kid, and, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, I didn't think being, I didn't, honestly didn't think working in film was important enough. Oh, and now yeah.
0: you know differently. <laughs> and yeah. knowing it's half the battle.
2: It, it is half the battle. It's my calling, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: thank you again for hanging out with me, Gareth. This has been about? awesome catching up. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, listeners, for checking in with us again on another episode. And we will see you next week on another episode of the Above Average Joe Show. Woo! (laughs) Thank you again to our special guest, Garrett Dumas. Be sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitters, and look us up on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also check out another podcast. I co-host The Extra Unordinary and some other great media content by Moon Possum Productions at moonpossum.com.